Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of The New Man. You're about to hear the audio taken from a video that I created, and it'll make a lot more sense if you can see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. A few months ago, the new man turned 10 years old, and that means 200 plus episodes have been downloaded millions of times by men, women all around the world. And this is really hard for me to grasp as I sit in my little home office here uh, in our home near the beach in North Carolina. I'm not the most sentimental guy, which is why I've resisted doing anything to really mark this occasion, but I thought it would be cool to share some of the insights and some of the lessons I've learned from doing the show. And my hope is that these lessons are going to help you and whatever you're creating in your life or your relationships or business. So the first thing I want to talk about is the importance of mission. Um, Before I started the podcast, I'd spent years working with and learning from some pretty big names in the personal development field. And I was having amazing insights and amazing experiences, but I was living in a bubble. Uh, I realized that there were guys that I cared about, people that I'd grown up with or people that I knew from other areas of my life who were going through tough challenges, but they weren't going to go read a book. They weren't going to reach out to a professional for help. And it really frustrated me that there was this disconnect between these ideas that could really help people and the people that could benefit from them. Uh, One day, I was having a conversation with a mentor, and I was bitching about this gap between information and the guys who needed it. And I said something like, why isn't anybody bridging that gap? Why isn't somebody making this information more accessible to men without dumbing it down or coming across as some kind of neutered new age wimp. And his response was, that's your job. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was true. It was scary. Uh, I, I just remember shrinking away from it, but deep down I could tell that this was true, that this was the work that would light me up. This is the thing that I, I wanted to do. I had no idea how I was going to do it. Um, but through a series of events, uh, I don't know, months, maybe a year or so later, I started the podcast, not to help the guys who were already into personal development per se. I wanted to make personal development and these resources available to any guy who could benefit from it. And in 2007, it was pretty taboo to talk about doing things to improve our relationships or our professional lives and our sex lives. That's what women were uh, watching on Oprah. And that's what the self-help section at the bookstore was was full of full of books that were just for women. 
as a man, there was this underlying fear that if you were going, you know, seeking this kind of information, it somehow implied that you were flawed or you were weak for wanting help. So my main desire was to get to a point where these topics were old news instead of taboo. My hope was that one day there would be many shows out there that were addressing these topics that would improve the lives of men. Um, Ten years later, that's happening. The last time I checked, there are a ton of podcasts that are geared towards men and these topics. And guys like Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss are starting to bring it more and more into the frame of high performers and the mainstream. So I, I just I love to contrast that because years ago I was lying to friends about going on meditation retreats for fear of being made a fun of. I, I was scared that folks would find out I w- had worked with a therapist to get help with dealing with my mom's death. These days it's becoming cool to meditate. It's 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 or read personal development or hire a coach. I'd like to think that the new man has somehow played a small part in all of that shift. Um, the first lesson I want to talk about today is what I call playing your own game, and it's at the core of what I coach others to do, and it's central to how I've designed and I live my life. Um, I've been asked many times, how do you build a popular podcast? And the only answer I can give is that I simply follow what inspires me. I don't pick topics because they're in vogue. It's always been about honing in on what's exciting to me and what stokes my curiosity. I've never even really considered myself a podcaster. I've been a professional coach who had a podcast, and I wasn't out to compete with anybody. Um, I've always just been focused on delivering stories and insights that I think will really help people. And I knew if I focused on what was unique to my world, which was talking to people on a regular basis, being in the trenches with them as they create things in their lives, then I, I would find material that couldn't be found anywhere else. But most importantly, I've always wanted the guy who finds the new man, let's say two years from now, to benefit from an interview that I did five years ago. It's always been, I've always been focused on the long game. And I'm sure if I was going to make it all about the numbers and really blowing this thing, this thing up that I could do a lot of things differently. But, and, I, and I've considered doing some of that stuff over the years, but <clears throat> I just couldn't play that game for very long I, I, and still enjoy it. I've had to do things my way, and I, deep down I'm grateful that I have. I've learned a lot from focusing on what's happening in my coaching sessions. I often hear from listeners, it's like you're in my head, man. Um, That's happening because I'm having these conversations, these transformative conversations with my coaching clients on a daily basis. Those conversations give me invaluable insights into what men are thinking and what they're wanting. And this is how I can dial into what really matters and what really works. So the takeaway here is to play your own game. Don't get caught up and comparing yourself to others or, or being concerned with what others are doing too much. Just stay focused on what really matters and what really works for you. And I think you'll find that that's far more valuable than ratings or rankings or metrics. Um, the next lesson that I've learned is that this work is not really about how to be a man. Um, I got to share something with you. This, this show's not really about men. For me, it's just easy to talk to men. It's easy to help men but I've never felt like anything I've covered on the show was really exclusively just for men. When I'm creating content, I'm always considering if or how this is going to help some of the women in my life. I get asked lots of stuff about masculinity and being a man and all of that stuff, and I just, I don't bite on it. Um, For whatever reason, most of the time, and I want to say not all of the time, but most of the time, these questions about masculinity and stuff seem to come from a place of wondering how to perform like an ideal. 
And in my opinion, those are all forms of domestication. They're all defensive positions. It's like they're simply asking, tell me what to do or how to act so that nobody criticizes me or judges me. Tell me what to do so that, so that people are going to accept me. Um, I've spent my life trying to strip those expectations away so that we can simply have the guts to be who we are. That's, that to me is far more bold and daring than making sure we grow a beard or be a quote alpha male or act a certain way in a given situation. I remember being interviewed by some guy and he asked me something about being an alpha male and my reply was, worrying about being an alpha male was the least alpha male thing you could do. That's not leading. It's not listening to our inner knowing. It's not, it's not trusting ourselves. It's simply learning how to put on an act. And it, that's an act that everybody's just going to see through anyway. When we let go of the ideals and the expectations, we may find that a man is stronger and more energized and free when he expresses himself in a way that others may judge as feminine. And the flip side could be true for a woman. And that takes guts to own and, and to become who we truly are rather than strive to fulfill the expectations of others or to strive to be some kind of an ideal. I think, it, I think it takes a lot more guts to do that than to just put on an act. So I'm far more inspired by people who play their own game. The folks who have the guts to simply be who they truly are, that's why I named my daughter B. That's the one lesson I wanted to make sure that she learned. And her name is a reminder to me to keep things in check for myself. I've never wanted the new man to be a prescription for how to be a man. It's been much more focused on how we can all be more human. And I think that that's why I hear from so many women about how the show has been so helpful for them too. So the takeaway here, have the guts to be your own person instead of trying to be someone that you believe you're supposed to be. All right. Another big lesson that has consistently come up in the interviews is the importance of seeing one another as human. This is challenging for me uh, at times when I feel like I've been wronged or I'm feeling fearful. The first thing I want to do is put that person, I want to make them an enemy first off, but I also just want to put them in a box and I no longer want to see them as a real person. I want to see them as dumb or evil. It just makes it easier to hate them when we strip people of their humanity. It makes it easier to do something hurtful to someone if I don't believe that they're actually going to feel that pain. Um, it's easy to see how this plays out in politics and on the world stage when we can demonize large, vast groups of people uh, instead of actually paying attention to, to each other as individuals. But it's also amazing to hear how our relationships with our partners and families and our coworkers, these are the people that have the biggest impact on our lives, how these, how these relationships are transformed when we learn how to just shut the hell up for a minute and listen to their side of the story. That doesn't mean we have to give up our own position, but so many of us are, are threatened to even hear the other person's side of the story. This lesson has shown up so many times on The New Man, and I believe it's going to keep coming up because we all, myself included, we all need to, some serious help in this arena if we really want to learn, we really want things to get better. We're not going to improve things by diminishing others. We're not going to improve things by simply finding ways to dominate others. That's only going to come back around and bite us in the ass. Now, I want to share some gratitude. This podcast wouldn't have happened if I'd tried to do it alone. There's just no way it would have happened. Um, early on, Casey Capshaw was by my side in the beginning. He helped me own my role as a host. He gave me insights into what would be good content. He stood shoulder to shoulder with me as we figured out 
what the hell a podcast was because there weren't really any models going on back then. Uh, we didn't have anything that we could copy. Charles Gamble has been behind the scenes with me the whole time doing tech stuff, doing sound stuff for me. Uh, Ryan Olke and the Falling Fruit crew. Uh, Falling Fruit's long gone, but Ryan and Vince and the staff at Falling Fruit were integral to getting the new man into orbit so many years ago and have played a support role along the way. Susan and Tim Bratton at Personal Life Media were in the game for a while as well. I got to say thank you to my buddy Brian Johnson. He's been a solid, consistent support over the years. I've come to him a lot, <laughs> many times when I was uncertain, uh, and he's always redirected me back to my strengths, back to my mission. Um, and I also want to thank my wife, Allison. She's been such a support over the years as well. Uh, but most importantly, she I, just being around here raises my bar. There's, there's something, um, I'm just better. When she's around, I do better things. I show better as a man, but I also just do better work in the world. I, Maybe because I'm, I'm, I know that she's going to check my work and she's going to hold me to a high standard. So um, I, I just appreciate having her love and support uh, as well. And I just, I just think it's really weird. She doesn't have like a big web presence or anything like that. But the interviews that she's been on the show uh, with me, they're the most popular that I've done. Bigger than all these other bigwig types with all the PR people and the books and all of that kind of stuff. It, it, I, I just find it really Kind of cool that those shows are, are what people have gravitated towards most. It, again, it, it, it validates that idea of playing your own game and sticking to the things that, that work best for you. Um, I obviously want to thank the guests that have come on the show. Uh, so many people have come on here and shared really private, very vulnerable things with me um, and the listeners. And I've learned that from that process, I've learned that if you're really willing to listen to people and ask bold questions, you can draw out and discover a side of people that you never really knew was there. And I think that that's something we can all learn. We, we get into our relationships. Things can get stale. Uh, we think that we know somebody. It's easy to kind of put them in that box. But if, again, if we're willing to get curious and ask a bold question, get out of, outside of our comfort zone, we'll, we'll discover something new about them. And I want to thank people like you, people that have been listening over the years, Knowing that there are men and women out there who are benefiting from these podcasts is what keeps me inspired to create them. So that brings me to my request for you. I love hearing how the show has impacted people. Download numbers are great. They allow me to see that people are listening, but I find much more meaning in the impact than the numbers. Oftentimes, <clears throat> I'm just sitting here with a microphone in my face. I don't even get to see my guest, much less all of the people that are listening. I don't really know what happens once these folks listen. So here's what I'd like. I'd love to hear a story from you. If listening to The New Man has had some kind of an impact on your life, what, what has that been? I want to know. It doesn't matter how small or how large. It would just mean a lot to me to hear what has been impactful for you. So share your story. and go Just, just go to thenewmanpodcast.com and use the contact form there to send me a message you can remain anonymous if you like. I don't care. I just, I, I just want to hear what has impacted you. This is what lights me up. It, it's what inspires me to keep going. Um, and this is, this is what gets me excited to continue to create new stuff for you. So here's to a decade of learning and growth. And I hope you can use some of these lessons in your own life. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And thank you so much for listening. If you want to take full advantage of all that The New Man has to offer, be sure to visit thenewmanpodcast.com and grab the solutions I've created to help you play a bigger game, 
align your profession with what you truly care about, and keep your relationships out of the ditch. It's all available at thenewmanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.